0: Time for Wednesday's hour number 2 on Hashtag DailyK with your host, Peter Bind. Korean dramas, movies and even lyrics. Why is the world paying attention to Korean stories? From classics to modern masterpieces, time
1: to dig deep into the charms of Korean literature on Check It
0: Out
1: with Paul.
0: It's a Wednesday. Paul's in the studio. He's been here since an early hour of the morning in Addi Radio. You're always so early to the show. This morning I was here at 7:30. It was for me, wasn't it? Yeah, it Thank was for you, you very much. <laughs> have you enjoyed your few hours at the station? Where have you been? I I went looking for you a couple of times. You weren't in your seat outside. I've been cha- I was having a chat with with uh, Isaac. Uh huh. Having a chat with Queen Victoria.
1: Can I be nosy? What were you talking? Were you talking about me? I hope. No, we're talking about her getting a first shot a
0: vaccine oh is yeah. she doing it soon she's or got she... it she's oh. got it we were talking about whether she had any symptoms and so on but that's her business that's private it's not yours we won't share that i'm due day after tomorrow on Ooh. friday You're gonna be okay. I don't know. I I feel I am. I don't think it's going to be bad at all. So I hope positivity helps. I think you'd be fine. My wife was worried sick about it, and then she got it last Friday. And then suddenly, ten minutes later, she called me and said I've got pain in my neck, (laughs) like straight away. And I was like, Oh no! All right, call the people. And she was like, No, 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 no. I don't want to call the people. I was like, Just call the people. And she took some paracetamol. She was fine. But the next day, she got temperature, like a little temperature. It happens.
1: You know, everyone is different. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have to say, if you go into it with a positive mindset, if you think this is going to be okay... Then maybe it's going to be okay.
0: I think that way as well. I, I did hear though the the arm aching is is quite prevalent. I had an arm ache. Yes, I don't have many muscles, so I think I'll be all right. There's going to be no aching. You're looking very <laughs> sculptured today, Peter. <laughs> Look at that bicep. Got my girly uh, Ellie arms on today. <laughs> uh, today's book. Are we talking about any membership training or whatnot? Uh, we're not talking about membership
1: training. We're talking about membership shaming. Oh, shaming. shame and guilt oh. and quoting Shakespeare. Oh. With a very curious short story, it's called Huga Jungin Shiche. Corpse on Vacation. It's by Kim Jung Hyuk, and it's translated by Jung Yi Jung. That's disturbing. The title, uh, yeah, but hey, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not a dark, dark book. It's got a little bit of darkness in it, but it's a very odd book, and I oh. think you'll like it. It's, it's interesting as well because it's a bilingual edition. So you've got the Korean and the English together. We so like those. I think if you want to study, it's a great book to use. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to speak to anyone who's been wanting to escape the rat race, who's been you know, fed up with the being in the big city and maybe mm-hmm. wants to get away for a while, live
0: on their own terms, or perhaps run away from their past. Oh, that's interesting. We were talking on a recent show about this new buzzword in Korea. We love our buzzwords. Yeah. It was, I think... Odo chon have you heard of that? Odo chon yeah. I've not. The Odo means five days, or in the Doshi, the city, yeah, and then E two days in the Chon, the countryside. Oh, I like that Odo chon Yeah. So kind of escaping the rat race
1: for at least a Saturday and Sunday. Well, that's what I'll be doing next year. Oh, really? Yeah, because we're building a house <gasps> in Gure in, in Cholanamdo Province. So I'm going to be doing it next year as well. I'm going to well, tag it along. We're going to have we're going to have a little side house, Lovely. a little one room. place. Place for people to stay, so your family will be welcome. I mean, you won't, but your family will be welcome. <laughs> I can sleep your in mum and your wife,
0: outside. Gio and Ellie. You'll be down the road. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, tell us a bit about the author. Have we featured Kim Jung Hyuk before. Uh, we have.
1: We featured his short story called "The Glass Shield" last November.
0: Uh, he was born in
1: Kim Chan in 1971 and made his debut with a novella called Penguin News in 2000. And he's gone on to release all sorts of short stories, essay collections, and a number of novels. Mm-hmm. And he's won numerous prizes, including the Kim Yoo Jung Literary Award, the Munhak Dong Ne Young Artist Award, today's Young Artist Award, and the Yi Hyo Sok Literature Award. That's a lot. Yes, and there's a few of his books that have been translated into English, including The Library of Musical Instruments. He's also a cartoonist. Um, oh. sort of like a newspaper cartoonist sort of a person cool what an yeah. interesting background the translator we don't recognize this name no first time featuring jung yi jung um she's studying or at least at the time of publication was studying at the graduate school of translation and interpretation at ewha women's university mm-hmm. uh, she's translated one other book called a new suit and my black bob a memoir of Leah kim and i'm sorry to say
0: I scoured the internet, but I couldn't find much more than that. Okay, but like you said, this is a bilingual edition, so the Korean on one side, the English on the other. Maybe try your hand at translation as well. Where are we going to start? We're going to start at the first meeting
1: between the main character and his subject.
0: His subject?
1: The main character is a freelance writer, and he becomes interested in this man who
0: lives on a bus and sort of travels around the country oh that's very interesting very fitting for the time i suppose with people and that film nomad talking about maybe living out of your car and just traveling around america and things like that i think many people may be feeling they need this escape and choose up the perfect time to perhaps do it let's get to our first excerpt
1: I saw his bus for the first time on a seaside village. The bus, like a living creature, was looking out into the sea, and beside it he was sitting on the ground. He wasn't big and looked much shabbier, dwarfed by a 45-seater bus. It was four in the afternoon on a weekday, and the winter evening was already starting to descend. Except for a couple strolling along the beach as if on vacation, there was no one around he was watching the couple walking by. Put up on the left side of the bus was a placard with the famous phrase, I shall die soon. The placard briefly trended on the internet after he appeared on TV. I saw that bus as well. I can, contr- I can transform a bus into a camping car for you. Please contact me. You'll die? So what? I saw it in passing and it was worse than seeing a hearse. I shall die too. Is this some kind of religion? The bus seems half insane. I can't really understand why some people live like that. Stop fussing. If you want to die, be nice and quiet about it. Such were the comments written online. I also didn't feel good when I saw the phrase on TV. It came off as a cry for attention with sensational wording. When I asked him if I could ride along with him, it took surprisingly little convincing for him to say yes, I still don't get why he gave his consent so easily. He started speaking as if he'd been waiting for someone like me. Why? Why do you want to come along? Uh, Let me be frank with you, I'm a non-fiction writer, freelance. I thought I might spot something fun if I tagged along. Do you know why I go around on this bus? I have a rough idea. Isn't it like you have a message to send? No. You put I shall die soon on your bus. Why is that? i'll die soon i'm wandering around because i'm going to die staying in one place makes me keep thinking about it so i'm doing this not to think so you're running away right i'm running away i'm fleeing
0: uh we've got some messages and interesting reading today lots of you commenting about living on buses, though. Silver Granny Lynn in North Carolina say people do that here all the time. Convert buses into kind of homes or mobile homes. Yeah. And her husband watches some YouTube channels featuring buses turned into exactly that.
1: It's a, it's a big deal. I mean, Korea doesn't have, an, or as far as I know, doesn't mm. have any trailer parks for living in. Sure. It's, it's a it's very a different thing thing kind here. of culture. Yeah. yeah. But it's possible. Sisker's saying after the intense penthouse and devil judge, it's nice to watch hometown cha-cha-cha-cha.
0: It's like taking a holiday after hard work. Ah yes, that's the drama set in the uh, coastal towns I think Is there a lot of
1: ballroom dancing? I'm not sure about
0: that, perhaps (laughs) They've got the cha-cha-cha They need the dancing I suppose Uh, Sherry Russell says Living on a bus may be better than living in a van down by the river Perhaps Ooh. I don't know. Is and tr- that some cultural reference? And Trumpy Girl saying "lives on a bus" sounds
1: like the lady in the van with a woman I love, Maggie Smith. Oh, it's it's a it's similar in that it's very curious and a little bit strange. Mm. Pretty cool. Bus conversions into campers. He's escaping life the way he lives or wants to live, moving around place to place, no roots. What is he
0: running from? Oh, the one-armed man. It's no, it's not Richard no. Kimball. No, it's not the one-armed man. So is this like literal? This person is really dying and he's kind of running away like he literally said to stop thinking about it that's what he says i
1: think it's more that everyone's going to die but there's more to it than meets the eye and we find out as the story goes on okay um the guy's name uh, or his pseudonym yeah. is uh Ju-on. okay and the bus guy yeah so we have this freelance writer who is referred to as mr free by juan sometimes mm-hmm. and he's heard about this guy Uh, Someone suggested that he write a story about him, but he was like, nah. And then he saw him on TV and he went, hmm. Oh. And so he goes to meet Juwon. And Juwon is this bus traveller. He's got this 45-seater tour bus. Now, most people would take out the whole inside, revamp it, Mm -hmm. make it into a home. Sure. He takes out the first six seats, puts in a sofa, puts in a little kitchen and leaves the rest of the seats. Oh, that's an
0: odd place to live. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And so the the writer goes to meet him, and he asks if he can join him, and Juwan says yes, and so he gets to observe this curious man's life. Mm -hmm. He's the sort of guy who plays the same song, Winter Wonderland, again and again and again and again, (laughs) on repeat, saying, oh, I wish it was December every month. Okay, a little, little interesting. Yeah, and he never answers questions directly. <laughs> he, he keeps on saying, oh, the questions are in your heart and the answers are on your face, but your face has to be read by other people to answer <laughs> the questions. He's a, a very odd fellow. Sounds like nonsense, but could be true. Who knows? Yeah, and so so we follow them around and they're travelling around the country. Winter's setting in and mm-hmm. one night the bus breaks down. Oh. Got a bit of a problem, but they, they make dinner and they 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 share it and the writer has a, a bottle of soju and he says well do you want some and jiwon's like no i do not drink oh okay. and then, and then so the writer drinks and then they go to bed but that night something very strange something very
0: disturbing happens i want to know what
1: We went to bed early. Was it around 10? We were surrounded by complete darkness. Time was meaningless in such darkness. Feeling moderately tipsy, I fell asleep right away. I woke up to something like the sound of waves crashing. Was there a sea nearby? No, it, it was the sound of Juwon slapping his own face. With two hands, he was hitting his own cheeks as if they were someone else's, or a non-living thing. Sometimes he slapped with both hands at once, or, or hit the left and the right in turns. He, he looked even more bizarre due to the dim emergency light inside the bus. I wondered whether I should get up or go back to sleep and try to ignore the sound. Whether I should pretend to have noticed. Or keep my eyes closed. And wait for it to pass. Although Juwon was moaning, he was putting up with his violence without screaming. I couldn't fathom how long it would last. I was lying down. I had to not engage, only observe. After a while, he stopped slapping himself and went over to the driver's seat. I sat up to take a peek at what he was up to. Sitting in a driver's seat. He banged his head against the window to his left. Thud. 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 The sound continued. He looked at his face in the mirror after a long while. It seemed like he was checking how swollen his cheeks were, and if his head was bleeding. He was soothing his cheeks with both hands. Then he made a low sound, similar to an animal's cry. Uh, uh. It didn't sound like he was crying. He was like a child being punished. It sounded like a sinner's sigh, confessing that he had done evil, that he deserved this much pain.
0: Oh dear, well,
1: (laughs) it's
0: a little creepy for me. Oh, what's going on? Is it is he awake, I'm wondering as well. Is this like a sleep thing? I know some people, you know, do all sorts when they're kind of sleepwalking and talking. And he's it seems at the end we find out, or we're being prompted to think, he's punishing himself for something he's done, something evil perhaps. Yeah. But he won't
1: talk about it. Oh. He won't let the demon out. He keeps the demon in. Mm. Um but he does he does talk about a boy who used to cut himself mm-hmm. and he was always the last to get off the bus. What bus? We we don't know. OK. And he also talks about Shakespeare, about Romeo and Juliet not being a love story, but about being, about being deserted and being left behind. Oh. And the writer has had some experience with Shakespeare. He once had to cover this Shakespeare Scholar's Party and mm-hmm. so read a lot. And they start... Quoting Shakespeare to each other. Oh. Like having conversations in Shakespeare's dialogue. That's interesting. And the writer starts to write it down. Mm-hmm. But the nightly self punishments, they keep going on a regular basis. But the two men do become closer and closer thanks to old Bill. Mm. But there is an incident. There's a group of men who have an argument with Juan and they wreck the sign on the side of the bus. Oh. And it's because of that. Ji-won starts to open up, it What's seems. Like there's a trigger. Yeah, he spots a dying deer on the side of the road, and he stops, and he injects it with something to kill it quickly. He, in- he just has He happens to, to have it on. It seems okay. like it's something he does a lot. Uh-huh. And he admits to the writer that he used to be a school bus driver in the past. Uh-oh. And there was a mistake. Oh no. And so he has to live like this. And then he starts to hit himself again and the writer sort of gets off the bus in a panic and Juwon drives away leaving him on the wintry road. abandons him. Yeah. And later the writer searches for news articles about school bus accidents and finds the
0: truth. The mistake that Juwon made. Oh getting goosebumps here it does seem a little creepy as well as mysterious so i think this would make a an interesting film as well what an interesting gentleman i'm in London. i'm in australia tokyo the philippines inland indonesia new york Adilang radio radio now live in seoul
1: A couple of days after we parted ways, I searched school bus accident online. I didn't intend to find out something, it was just that Juwon crossed my mind. So I typed out the words school bus and accident without giving it much thought. I flipped through several pages before I came across an article on him from a few years back. I read it with my mouth hanging open. Many newspapers covered his story back then. Bold school bus driver under influence nearly kills boy. Drunk school bus with dangling child races 30 meters. School guard stops drunk school bus driver. And child dragged along on morning drunk driving. The headlines were as sensational as the accident. I searched follow-up articles. Fortunately, the accident wasn't life-threatening. The bag straps of the last boy on the bus got stuck in the door when he was getting off and Juwon failed to notice. The bus drove on for 30 metres before the school guard stopped it. Without the guard, the kid might have died. The alcohol from late-night drinking was still in Juwon's blood. Pictures of Juwon on his knees must have made a stir as well. It was a photo of him crying, kneeling in front of the kid's ward at the hospital. He looked much younger than now i couldn't find articles on how the case was closed or how he was penalized this incident must have completely altered his life some incidents move one's life into a different dimension they transfer one to the world of no turning back perhaps he must have experienced such a shift i imagine him before the incident i can't quite picture him Did he also travel around back then reciting Shakespeare's lines? Did he even then hope to live a long life or did he prefer dying early? Did he slap his cheeks hard? I also imagine his life after the incident. How much time did he need to have his driver's license reissued and forget about his mistake?
0: Oh dear so that was the traumatic incident the guilt has perhaps racked him and changed his life completely maybe he's just wanting to die soon do we find out any definites no no the writer never
1: sees him again and the writer well he slaps himself in the face to see what it feels like oh and he burns the notebooks where they wrote down the conversations oh my
0: goodness and then yeah. it finishes and that's it that's the end of the story so you're now going to slap yourself in the face, <laughs> it's not very pleasant. Ow! Do, do you know? Just side note, going a bit random here, but I saw the ignoble Awards recently, yes. which are kind of those weird, wacky scientific experiments and studies. And they were saying that maybe humans develop ve- beards to soften the blows in a fist fight. It does help. No, I'm I have sure say, I does. have experience. Goodness gracious, that is such a dark, twisted tale. And, uh, yeah, I remember some, not too long ago, some horrible stories, terrible tragedies of school buses, well, like nursery school buses. Yeah, The kids would, maybe one or two, be left inside, and then it would be in the summertime, and some even passed away from things like that. Oh, goodness. I'm sure in every case like that, the bus driver doesn't intend it, but you would be... I don't know how you'd live your life, right? Well, that's the thing, and and that's what this story really
1: digs into the heart of, the the shame and the guilt Mm -hmm. that takes over us, and how it can eat us up inside if we don't talk about it. Um, Mm. It's funny, today is actually the fifth anniversary of the day I nearly died.
0: Oh, in the fire. Yeah,
1: that was five years ago today. Goodness gracious. And because of that, because of the trauma, I went and got therapy. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, five years later, I'm a much better human being, having had someone to talk to. Mm. Because we all have issues. I think we all have secrets, good and bad, happy and sad within us. Of course. But some people, and I speak especially... As a man, Mm -hmm. some men in particular don't have a chance to express their feelings, don't have a chance to really expose themselves to to, well, to having emotional conversations or
0: being able to speak about. How they feel honestly. Yeah, it's long been the stereotype. I think it's been truer here for a longer time, right? Men yeah. just kind of penting it up and never really letting it all out in a direct way, but doing so perhaps through alcohol. And uh yeah, that has played a big part in society. And I think that's maybe more common than it should be, drinking from the late night before still being in your blood in the morning if you had an accident.
1: And that's what happened to the bus driver. It wasn't that he was drinking in the morning. It's that he'd been been drinking soju late into the night. And that's why he stops drinking as he travels on this bus. That's why he's thinking
0: about death all the time. Yeah, so it feels like He's definitely sorry for what he did, and, you know, he's feeling he should be punished, Like, and he's doing the punishment as well, which kind of seems honourable, but at the same time, it's a very odd way of going about it. Yeah,
1: and it's... I mean, the the great thing about
0: novels is they
1: allow the author to take us to an extreme. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not likely to find someone like this in real life, but through this story, we can start to consider our own lives, and whether there's a part of us which are like them. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've all done things that we maybe feel bad about. We've yes. all done things that maybe we're ashamed about, especially when we're younger. Of course. Uh, it, can, it doesn't have to be as big as, you know, almost, almost killing this poor kid. But mm-hmm. it's time for us to maybe have a reckoning with ourselves. Yeah. And I think especially as Chusok is coming up, um, Chusok is about being thankful. Mm-hmm. But before we're thankful, why not? take a little moment to think about the things in our life that we'd like to improve mm. the things in our life that maybe we haven't dealt with that we've tried to push back or ignore yes and so before we meet up with family which let's face it can be very stressful as well mm-hmm. we can actually start to work through those emotions those feelings those um uh, issues of guilt or shame process them for ourselves so that then When we are thankful for Chusok,
0: we can feel even better about it. Yeah, it's the perfect time to do so. You know, in these busy modern times, I think lots of us just never think about that for any prolonged period. It might cross our mind and it might be traumatic to us. But thinking like actively, okay, what have I done in the past? What am I not dealing with? You know, what am I grateful for? But what am I sorry for at the same time? Yeah. And I do it from time to time we used to do it every night and i'm going to try and do that again with the kids we have a little prayer time and it's not necessarily a religious thing mm. but more we first say what are we thankful for that day yeah what do we want to happen in the future like if you're talking religion then what are we asking god for and then what we're sorry for as mm. well and and how we want to improve and it's really odd like usually they're all over the place shouting and screaming but this time they're like really quiet they're really reflective and for me as well i found i used to think oh it's so silly and then when i do it i feel like oh yeah i've got all my like things ducks in a row so to speak yeah it,
1: it's so true it, you know people talk about mindfulness these mm. days and it and it does come back to that you don't have to be religious to have that prayer time yes. or, or if you are religious great there's yeah. no problem at all but it's being able to say to register in your mind okay I did this, Mm. maybe I should have acted differently, Mm. what can I do in the future to make it better?
0: Yes, and absolutely. It's,
1: and and so this story it really resonated with me in that, and and especially
0: because today is the the five year almost die anniversary. Yes, Tropicale K says, "I'm so sorry, Paul. I'm glad you're healed. Sending a big hug to you. Thank you for sharing. It is definitely important to talk about feelings.
1: Oh, it is. And I think I think what's wonderful about hashtag Daily K and generally about Adidang in general is that it's a it's a really open and lovely space, mm. and that there's no there's no hate on the chat. There's no there's no nastiness, yes. and that the comments that we get the people who are listening it feels like a family and absolutely for the for the 10 years that i've been involved with adidang radio here and there it's always felt like the adidang family oh
0: silver granny lynn says bottling your feelings up inside is definitely dangerous to your health saying that guilty feeling will never be gone perhaps just living with it and i suppose you should try to get some help yeah dealing with it like this way is is not a way to survive healthily right no no <laughs> living
1: on a bus may be fun but
0: not <laughs> not if you're not if you're coping with a tragedy like this yes thank you Paul as ever for coming in today and your beautiful reading
1: uh, thank you to everyone uh, thank you especially to Asia Publishers and the LTI career for their help with copyright vision for this broadcast thank you to Kim Kuk for his interesting writing to Jung e Jung for her translation I will be back next week with another book and I wish everyone the happiest of Chuseok, whether you celebrate it or not get
0: yourself stuck. With rice cakes. You can listen to Check It Out with Paul Matthews on Arirang Radio's Hashtag Daily K every Wednesday from 10am KST.